0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections.
1: Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Fear can cripple our futures. And McDalia Smith, our guest today, had a lot to be fearful of. The survivor of abuse and sex trafficking wants other victims to know that God is real. And he can help. She's recently put a new book together called In the Case, When God's Promise of Safety Seems to Fail. This is inspired by real events, and it shares the story of one woman caught in a seemingly endless loop of bad decisions who finds salvation and healing through reconnecting with her faith. Today on Connections, Migdalia will share her story with us, and she'll share the inspiration behind her new book. We'll hear that and so much more today on Connections. We're joined today by McDalia Smith. She's a mother, a minister, a business owner, a hairstylist, and most recently, she can add to her list, author. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You have a long list of titles. We want to get to know you.
2: Oh, so, um, a little bit about me. I moved here to Milwaukee, Wisconsin when I was a little girl from Chicago, Illinois. Um, grew up... Basically, my whole life almost, um, and yeah, I um, had some hard times, and that's what my book is about. I had hard times, struggles, um, but you know, gave my life to Christ, I got myself together, um, went to, went back to school, got my GED. Enrolled in a cosmetology program. Um, And then I opened up a business like shortly after it was it was all God. And I'm a minister. I'm a wife. I'm a mother to two handsome young men. And yeah, and now I am an author.
0: (laughs) Uh, That book is about your life experience. You briefly mentioned um, as a young child it wasn't maybe the best life can you explain to us a little bit about what happened
2: so um when we lived in chicago i don't know what happened with my mom but she started using drugs and we moved out here so she could you know she said so we could have a better life but it got worse um She ended up having a stroke behind it. And I was 15 years old. I already had a boyfriend. Um, He was living with us. It was just, it was toxic, disturbing, all of the above. And I married him after she had her stroke. Um, And then I had two boys. So I had two boys from him but that relationship was toxic. I eventually um, got out of it, thank God. (laughs) But then I was trying to find my life. I was trying to figure things out for myself. And I (laughs) got with the wrong person. And um, it led down to a darker road of sex trafficking, um stripping, all that type of stuff. But and then I was invited to church. And then it happened. I just let I found the courage to let it go. And that's how I'm here now. <laughs> that's how I got to where I'm at right now. I'm
1: looking at you. You're you are still a young woman in that short period of time what was that like to go through all of that and to process all of that?
2: Um, you know, when you're going through stuff like that, you're just in survivor mode. So it's hard to even process it. I mean, I had my moments where like, man, this is this is hard. Like it's hard being a, a single mother. It's hard dealing with this relationship because I really the second relationship, I really wanted to make things work and I was willing to do anything, you know, to make it work. So it, I, I still can't believe some of the stuff I go, you know, that I went through and I pause and I reflect. I'm like, Oh my God, I really went through that. But when I gave my life to Christ, I realized that it was him that had kept me to, to this point.
0: That's really interesting. As you look back now uh, at the time, maybe you didn't know Jesus was there with you, but now you look back and you can see that Jesus was there. It sounds like.
2: Absolutely. There were moments where, and the crazy part is there were moments where I really could have went to jail or I could have been dead. I could have been found, you know, anywhere in a hotel room, but it's, it's God amazes me, but it was like he blocked it through, through that. Like he kept me covered until you know I get got it right and he's still keeping me covered so yeah I reflect back and I'm like wow God you really kept me through that I could have lost my mind I could you know I could have ended up on drugs well I did do drugs but I didn't do the drugs that my mother did you know that caused her to be to where she was at so yeah
1: yeah so he obviously kept you safe. Tell us about that beautiful moment when you really found God, when you found Jesus, when you were like, "Wow, my life is changing forever."
2: <laughs> um. So I went to the my church <laughs> that I've been a part of for now, um, seventeen years, and I um, I just felt a love. I felt something. I felt the love that I realized I. I was always looking for just walking in the door and um, the service went on and I can't even tell you what the sermon was, but what really caught my full blown attention was when they opened up the doors to the church and they did like the altar call and the pastor was like, how did he, how does he say it? He says, this is your moment. This is your time. Tomorrow's not promised. Come. And I just held my heart and I'm like, oh my God. You know, I, I, it was like my whole life flashed before me and saw how, just how I was not living right. And I wanted better for my kids. I didn't want my kids to repeat the cycle that I, you know, that I've already experienced. And I just wanted better. In that first visit, it was hard for me to get up. I felt like the enemy sat on my lap and didn't allow me to get up. So that second, that same day, but at night, I went back and it was the same thing the altar call. I'm like, oh my God, you know, tomorrow's not promised. If I leave here now, I may not, you know, I'll go to hell. You know, and I went. I went after the service was over with, and um, and the pastor was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm ready to give my life to the Lord." And um, and I remember I confessed the the confession Romans eight ten. You know, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you know, I did the whole creating me a clean heart. The whole confession. And then he laid his hands on me and I could literally feel a weight being lifted off of my shoulders that my whole body got weak. And I almost literally fell and they had to hold me up. And after it was over, I felt so good in my. <laughs> So (laughs) I just felt so good. And then it was a process, you know, it was a process after
0: that. Yeah. I was going to ask like a lot of people, maybe they've had that experience, right? That moment of Mm -hmm. Jesus entering their life and how freeing it is. And then other people hear stories like that and they hear like, Oh, it's like instantaneous healed and delivered. Right. What was (laughs) the process like for you though? Afterwards? Well,
2: the process Um, was first I had to get rid of the guy (laughs) Um, and that was hard you know I was able to do everything else like I stopped going out of town I stopped you know dancing I stopped smoking weed I stopped I stopped that but he was like the one that was hard to let go of because I was like holding on to to all the promises that were made to me. And then when you give your life to Christ, in my opinion, my whole thought was, oh, I gave my life to Christ. I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna have a white house and a white picket fence. And our life is just gonna be lovely. You know, that was not it. So finally, um, you know, I found out that he had he had got married with another woman and had a baby and that was, and he was still like trying to really trying to keep me. And I'm like, Nope, this is it. You know, you'll be a husband to your wife. You'll be a dad to your children, but this is it. And that was the process.
1: <laughs> now you mentioned, you were trafficked, you were, you went through all of that. That's not that as well is not easy to get out of. How did you manage
2: to get out of that? Was that once this, this man was gone? Yeah, well, and this is the unique part about my story was that I knew what his lifestyle was like. But when I started to see less of him, I wanted to be with him. So I was willing to do anything. And so it was like, I put myself in that position. So getting out of it was, it wasn't a problem. Like there was never a a problem with, if I decided not to go, you know, where he wanted me to go, he was okay with it. So it was like, (laughs) I want to be your man, but if you want to do this too, you can do that.
1: So when your life was transformed, did your children notice this as well? Did they notice that mom was definitely on a different path?
2: Yes. And that alone was a transition within itself because, you know, um, my oldest son, I noticed like he was having anger issues and, and i I couldn't understand why, and then i I had to pause and reflect. It was like the Lord reminded me, "Well, think about all the times you left him, you know with whoever you know the guy had made arrangements with to watch them while you were gone you You don't know what happened, so I asked my kids to forgive me. I was like, look, I didn't do this right. And I, and I want to do this right. And I'm going to do it right. Um, and I asked them to forgive me and they did.
1: And now you're a very successful young woman. You've also basically put your entire story into a book. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I put it into a book. I wanted to, um, I wanted to give hope to those that had been sex trafficked, who had um, grown grown in disadvantaged home situations um, because everything starts from the beginning. I felt like if I had uh, my parents were in the, you know, like in the picture, fully in the picture, like I'm there to nurture you, love you. And, you know, I felt like the road I took It would have been different if they were there. So I want to give them hope because sometimes it could feel so hopeless that you just give up and you just let anybody walk over you, you know, and I I just want to give them hope. I want want them to know that Jesus is (laughs) the rescuer.
1: The book in the case, tell us a little bit more what people can expect when they pick it up.
2: Oh my God, when you pick up this book, it is definitely a page turner. Um, You're not going to want to put it down. You're going to see the life of the character Maria, um, how her life transitioned in so many ways, only to end up in Christ. You know, she ends up in Christ. But the, the... I don't want to give too much
0: away. I really like the subtitle when God's promise of safety seems to fail. And that's a good question to maybe ask you. Like, it's a question people ask a lot, right? If God's real, why is there so much hurt? And why is there so much suffering? You've been hurt and you've suffered. Have you figured out the answer to that question yet?
2: You know, God said that he would never leave you nor forsake you. And in the case, although Maria had to deal with so many cases, the one case that really blew her mind was like, after she gave her life to the Lord, that she found herself behind bars because of her past mistakes. Um, and for three years she dealt with the court case but at the end god you know he was he was there he had the final say so yeah yeah Yeah. so i had to or maria (laughs) in the (laughs) book she had to she had to hold on to hope she she just had to believe that god you kept me before I gave my life to you. I know you're gonna keep me through this whole process. She went through she went through court for three years in and out of court, not knowing if she was going to spend years in prison. She had ten um, 10 charges against her, but the end will blow your mind, <laughs> the end of how, and that's why it's, when it seems like God's promise of safety seems to fail, just when you feel like God is not there, he is there, and he has the final say.
0: Uh, you also, besides the book, there's a great notebook that goes along with it as well, that people can get, why did you decide to do that?
2: I decided to do that because I plan on me doing a book review or, you know, a book club. So if people have questions, um, that would be a great, you know, keep notes. And then during the time of the book club, you know, you could ask. So that's why I added a notebook with it.
1: What amazes <laughs> me about you is had I not heard your story had I not read about everything about you I have no clue what you've been through <laughs> you're filled with joy you you give off this beautiful joy tell us how you continue to do that after everything that you've
2: been through oh my god because everything I've done everything I've accomplished just all the accolades, everything. I give it all to God. I know that without God in my life, I could be a statistic, you know, just somebody that I could be that one up under the bridge. I could be that one that lost her kids. I could be that one that don't have a relationship with her kids. I could be that single one. I God has blessed me tremendously it blows just to be speaking with you (laughs) I count that as a blessing like wow you're you're in a whole nother place and and you want to talk to I look at God at everything my business you know it's flourishing because of God everything ministry it's all because of God and that's what that's the joy that I have Peace, peace is the priority, (laughs) the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that that's the joy that I have, that I have peace. I know where I'm going to lay my head. I have a me and my husband will be married 15 years um, Friday. (laughs) So it's just amazing. God is so amazing. And he blows my mind every time (laughs) every day any when I wake up I'm like man guy you you allow me to see this day you know so I'm just grateful and that's where my joy comes from just knowing that you know it's all him and none of me because I I was not smart enough to do it
1: what would you say to someone who may be listening that is maybe going through what you went through when you were in your teens and your younger years, what would you say to them?
2: I would say, don't give up on hope. Find you a church home that is teaching and preaching, um, Jesus Christ, give your life to the Lord. God, with God, all things are possible. That is my model. All things are possible with God. Um, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Know your value, know your worth. Um, yeah. Don't be, um, don't be a, uh, how do you call it? Don't be a product of your environment. So that's what I would say to them.
1: I'm going to go back in time a little bit. It's a question I should have asked earlier. How did you even get invited to church in the first place? What led you there? <clears throat>
2: Um, I had a, I had a friend that, um, that went to church. They, you know, their family was a member of the church and that's how I got invited.
0: Yeah. That's such a great reminder for all of us who are afraid to ask people to church. Right. And we're like, ah, they're going to think I'm weird. I'm going to push them away. But the The worst thing that happens is they say no thanks. The best thing that happens is they say yes, like you did, and their entire life is transformed.
2: Yes, and the my grandmother she she she's been in church all her life, um, but she speaks Spanish. So I remember going to church when I was a little girl um with her. But you know, when you're a little girl, I just remember sleeping in a chair (laughs) (laughs) and everything is going on in Spanish. So I could catch little here, little there. Um, Everything is going on in Spanish. So I kind of went to sleep on it. Um, And then my aunt, she, I remember going to church when I grew up, you know, I was a little older, just a little older. You know, you're going to Easter services. So I remember church like that. I And that was it. But and then, you know, when I went through everything I went through, church was the last thing on my mind. I, I knew that God was real. Because um, at some point in my life, I was just tired. I wanted to give up. And, but I I had a void inside of me. And I didn't know how to fill it. And I remember I had just walked my kids to school and on my way back home, I looked up in the sky and I said, God, there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more to partying. There's got to be more to unstable relationships. There's got to be more to working and just paying bills. There's got to be more but I just didn't know how, I just didn't know how to get that more. I just didn't know how to connect that more. And I didn't know, um, you know, what, just go to church. I didn't know that, um, I didn't, but when I got invited, yeah, I was like, okay, (laughs) this is it right here. This is the void that, that, um, that I've been trying to fill. And that was Jesus Christ in my life.
0: That's a great spot uh, to end on, filling that void with Jesus in your life. If we want to read your story, how do we find you? How do we find the book? And how do we stay up to date with what you're doing?
2: Um, You can follow me to stay up to date with what I'm doing. I am on Twitter at AuthorMcDahlia. I am on Facebook. And Instagram at author McDalia smith. You could find my book on www.authorMigdaliaSmith.com. Thank you so much for joining
1: us, baby. Really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a real pleasure. Oh,
2: <laughs> thank you for having me. It was definitely an honor, an honor. And I hope that my message touch the heart of somebody that is seeking change. And Jesus is the way.
1: Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on
2: Connections.